Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Right on Squirt Circle. I am your host, Danny G. And as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Scotty, a little bit too hottie. Hollinsworth, what's going on today, buddy? Oh, I'm making it up the rankings, baby. I'm making it up the rankings. We're going to make it, I'm telling you. Scotty too hottie is is hitting the air before summer, I'm telling you. I think so. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, man. Um, we're gonna get there. Um, we are well, on we some news, yeah, but uh, we're on Zoom now, so if we sound better, thank you, Zoom. <laughs> if we don't, fuck you, Zoom. Uh, fuck but yeah, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though, uh, we we had some really awesome news break, uh, I would say around like 2 30 my time, 1 30 Scotty's time. Uh, Vince McMahon jumped on the Pat McAfee show, which you can see. Um, every week on Thursdays, 12 to 3 on YouTube. There's your plug, Pat. <laughs> um, <Yes>. And <laughs> leading up into the interview, there was rumblings that Vince McMahon had a, a, you know, a big announcement to make. And the big announcement was that he will be the one inducting The Undertaker in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, I had a feeling it was going to be either him or Kane. I told the guys, this is not, to me, it wasn't breaking news. I thought this was like a very expected thing. Scott has otherwise. So, uh, Scott, uh, break it down for me. I mean, it's not breaking. It's breaking news because it is official. It's not exactly unexpected news. Because, of course, we all kind of had our speculations about it. But, like, that's what made it breaking was it was Vince McMahon himself saying, yes, I'm going to induct Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, into the WWE Hall of Fame. And it's, like, one of the things I liked about that interview, which, by the way, like, if y'all haven't watched the interview yet, I know it's only been out for when you hear this a day now. But go check it out, man. That is Vince showed nothing but humility the whole entire time, man. Like, he don't give a shit that he's famous. But the come back to what I was saying, he uh like he got choked up talking about the Undertaker for a second, and I love that like Pat pointed it out because like you could tell Vince was a little uncomfortable. I'm not just saying uncomfortable because he controls everything. He, he controls the room and he's in it. But like you could tell, it's like he had to kind of like we had to warm up to this because it's been 15 plus years since he did a live interview. But to have Pat kind of, you know, poking fun at him, which I was just like, damn, I wouldn't poke fun at Vince McMahon. He scares the shit out of me. But And then then Vince proceeds to put him in a match at WrestleMania. That shit, but against who? I'm calling Corey Graves. You're calling Corey Graves? I'm calling Vince McMahon, bro. I'm telling you, he's going to come out like, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be just Vince McMahon. I mean, it would be like Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. But, like, Austin Theory will get involved at least. But, like, it's got to be. It's got to be Vince McMahon just because, like, you heard his freaking workout schedule. 1.30 in the morning, this bastard gets up to go work out until 3 a.m. That's how he starts his day. Bro, I've been asleep for two hours when he gets up, okay? (laughs) And the scary part is. When he gets up, I've. Yeah, was, yeah, around two hours. I go to sleep around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm telling you. And it's like what scares me is I'm like, I feel like he probably does too. <laughs> oh, that'd be maniacal. Dude, like Vince McMahon is unreal. But, dude, let, I want to talk about his views of how he views his company and how he views running it. 
dude, when he said, you know, when Pat asked, you know, do you, you know, listen to like what people say about you online and what people think of you? You know, he kind of, you know, he talks about it at first. You know, he says, yeah, he goes, it's, you have to get used to it because it does take time. But man, when he said, you know, asking about, you know, do you look at what people say about your show and stuff like that? When he said no, because he was just like, I don't focus on negatives and focusing on a negative just makes it a double negative. I was like, dude, that that is how you should view shit. Like he's just he's basically saying he's like, I'm only going to focus on the positives of my life and my empire which you know he's not going to call it an empire he calls it his life which another thing like he said it's his work yeah that's the thing he said but he's like it's not work he's like this isn't work because i enjoy doing this he's like which is probably why i do so much of it he's like i enjoy this i'm just like now no he enjoys it he's been doing it for 40 years you don't just stop enjoying it like back in like the day you know when he was involved you know 80, I don't 90. think so. I think he enjoyed it then. I do. I think he enjoyed it then because, I mean, realistically, people give up on things if you don't enjoy it. True. So I really think he's just he's enjoyed this whole thing. I like the one thing he talked about was when um, he started building up the uh, WWE network. You know, he was really the first one to, like, really bring streaming into, like, you know, reality. We only had like Netflix and I think Hulu were the only the only two streaming platforms we had at that time, and obviously YouTube. But, but was like, Netflix streaming then, or were they just DVDs still? No, Netflix had their streaming service, I believe. In two thousand and and Hulu and Hulu had like some stuff. I don't know, man. That was in like two thousand and twelve, thirteen. Whenever, whenever WrestleMania in New Orleans was. It came out on February 24th, 2014. So Netflix was definitely starting to... Netflix definitely had, like, a library. Oh, I'm sure they had a library because they, you know... They, but got, it wasn't, they weren't strictly, like, the, the DVD service you get in your mailbox for, like, $5.99 a month. Okay. Netflix was in 2007 that they started streaming some things. Okay. But still, that's wild, though. Like, major. They weren't like Netflix wasn't a major streaming wasn't a thing back in 2007. We still exactly we still had DVDs. We, you know, our PlayStations were our DVD players, our Xboxes and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, what you pointed out is true. He was the first one to really bring like your product online. And now we have Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Disney Plus, you know. Everyone's coming out with their own streaming services. A and E, CNN. I, I can I can keep going. Fox, everyone, ESPN. Yeah, everyone has a streaming Disney or Discovery now. Channel. Who else? Yeah, everyone, and this is everyone has and all major TV networks have an app where if you type in your cable provider, you yep. access the whole library. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Vince really he made it mainstream. Yeah, he made it cool. At first, it was it had the at first it had its backlash, but like ten bucks a month for everything I can have WWE, WCW, everything that has to do with that company. Damn straight, I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah, it was nice when we still fucking could. Yeah, I know. Hashtag, let's all say it together. Fuck Peacock. Fuck Peacock. Um, but man, that interview just to see Vince McMahon out of character, and really see him. 
just he's very humble you can tell you can tell he's very humble he's very thankful of where you know this love got him and i dude i i gained so much respect which i already had so much for vince being a diehard you know wwe fan but really didn't listen to him talk that was awesome i mean that was just cool shit something we haven't seen in a long time and it was it was awesome, and you know Pat McAfee was right. Like that was major. His show's very popular, but like that was like that was major. Oh, that was huge for Pat McAfee. That was his crew. major. I want to talk about really quick before we move on, though. The thing I love the most is you know if you've ever watched Pat McAfee's show, you can you can tell like it gets chaotic, man. Mm-hmm. Bro, when Vince spoke, nobody would even dare talk. I mean, they would wait like two seconds. Of him not talking before Pat would like jump back in and like no one else would say a freaking word until they were like spoken to. And I'm just like the level, the level of control that Vince McMahon has, like that is awesome, dude. He literally says it. He goes, no matter where you walk in the world, if you say Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, people know who you're talking about. Yeah. No, yeah, that's he is the trailblazer. He is he is wrestling. Uh, he is wrestling. It yep. is what it is. Um, so speaking but, of wrestling, let's uh, let's yes. jump into last night in AEW. Tony so, Khan hyped up this freaking announcement the whole week. And the last time he hyped up an announcement, it went south very fast in the form of Keith Lee. And yeah. I, for one, so Tony Khan is now the owner of Ring of Honor. Who called it last week? You did call it last week, which I mean. I said he's either buying ROH who or knows? Impact Wrestling, and I was right. We have, have a little microphone tap. Kudos, man. You did call for it. A, but like For a lot of damn money, though. For a lot of money, too. But I mean, you could, I'm sure he bought some debt. But no, here's the thing, though. We have now acquired Ring of Honor. We've now acquired Ring of Honor. Where do we go from here? All right, so I have a theory. All right, and I have a logical, uh, I have a logical choice to what to do with ROH. Okay, let's hear. It. I'll start off. I'll start off with logical. Logical is you obviously all the ROH guys and a lot of the guys in AEW are lifelong friends. They've traveled the world together. Uh, they obviously you know they all go between New Japan Pro Wrestling, they come back to Ring of Honor, so on and so forth. They need to use Ring of Honor as a developmental territory with AEW superstars maybe making spot appearances on their show. You need to, that needs to be AEW's NXT. It needs to be kind of like when, you know, Florida Gulf Coast Wrestling turned into um, NXT. That's how Ring of Honor needs to be. And this is good because the big thing, especially, you know, like, you know, Kyle's always talked about it was that the roster's too big. Huge. Now you take half of the roster that you just don't see on TV at all or on AEW Dark, you send them to Ring of Honor. Now we have the the guys we want to see on TV, the guys who deserve TV time, and maybe we sprinkle in a little of the Ring of Honor alumni. Now we have your show. Now you now we have balance. And if you can get the right coaches, and I heard rumors of like they're going to try and get William Regal and Samoa Joe to be the lead coaches in Ring of Honor. That'd be huge. That'd be major. 
That'd be a major win for AEW. First off, right now it is a major win. You acquired a pretty good wrestling company. It's just it was poorly ran financially. Um, the talent is there. It, it was it was a good it was a good move. It was smart for Tony Khan to make that move. That's what worries me. Yeah. It's it was a smart move. But now <laughs> I get into my theory of Ring of Honor. Where did where did uh, Cody Rhodes go after he got released from WWE? Oh, Ring of Honor. What's this Sunday? AEW Revolution. Cody Rhodes leads a Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor invasion? invasion. Ooh. Cody Rhodes leads a Ring of Honor invasion during, the main, during the main event between Adam Cole and Adam Hangman Page because you're not going to have Adam Cole lose by pinfall submission and your and the title to me is not going to switch hands this early in his title reign. This match ends in a disqualification by an invasion led by Cody Rhodes and like maybe just like a, like a small amount of Ring of Honor alumni. Not you don't need like the whole roster coming down like you know No, you I want the whole roster. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe like I'm thinking maybe he has I still think Brian Cage is going to be in this faction that Cody Rhodes is creating. Oh god. And I think the Briscoes are going to be involved. Um, you know, someone like a Marty Skrull can, can be we put the Briscoes on television. Is that loud? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Briscoes versus FTR. I cannot wait for that match. I know, but I said, is it allowed? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> but I, I guess said theory wise, I think that Cody leads an invasion angle. With ROH and you, you, like ROH has to have some type of a story, kind of like I know it's going to be a very copycat of like when Vince purchased WCW and all the WCW and ECW guys, you know, they formed the alliance, yada yada yada. But like I said, it'd be cool. You have to showcase the you have to showcase your purchase. Like, you, I'm not just going to buy a wrestling company and just not show you why I bought it. No, fuck I, have to, I have to showcase it. So the best way to showcase it is on pay-per-view. You're going to pay to see it. And That's fair. I think Cody Rhodes is going to lead the charge. I really do. Oh, uh, that'd be funny as hell, bro. Uh, so let's, uh, speaking of this Sunday at AW Revolution, let's get into this match card, man. Yes, Because we got a lot of matches to go through. Like I said, this is what AEW does. They give you a loaded card, and you just go with it. So, for our listeners, we usually like to stick to a good old CBS because they usually come up with some good uh, match cards and they also come up with good results for stuff too. So, we're going to read out these matches that are on this website. So, these are in no particular order because obviously we don't know what order these are going in. These are just the good guesses of CBS News and we're going to – or CBS Sports, I'm sorry. And we're just going to yes, give get our – the entity correct, Scott. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why you're not oh, Scotty too hot yet? Sorry. <laughs> so uh, we got our first match as which I think this would be a decent match if they started off the car show with this. We got uh, Andrade, Cassidy, and Matt Hardy versus the team of Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. So what I like about yeah, go ahead, woo, scream it, baby. What I like about this match though, it's a tornado tag match. We don't get those often. Yeah, no, everyone's in at one time. It's going to be chaos all over the ring. Um, 
Sting is going to no sell every move possible. Jesus Christ. Better stop it. He's gonna he's gonna no sell like a power bomb through a fucking ladder. Yeah, dude, he can get put through a, a a windshield on a truck and he'll get right back up. Oh, you better stop. That shit's funny. Um, so I think the reason though, I think they're doing a tornado tag match because we're trying to save time here, obviously. Because there's a lot of matches. So I think that's why we're getting the tornado tag. That way we get a good match. I'm sure we'll get a decent match. It'll be chaotic for a minute, and we'll get a win. Now the winners. It's like we said, it the almighty sting is on one of these teams. So my pick is Allen, Guevara, and Sting. Yeah, I, I agree with the winner. Um, the match would be more interesting if Jeff Hardy's no compete clause was not in effect, but I, I still fully expect Jeff Hardy to make his debut the Wednesday after this pay-per-view because he will be ready to go. Okay. Contractually, I think he, I think March 8th is the last day of his no compete clause, which is Tuesday, right before Dynamite. So, damn, has it really been like that long since he left the company already? Right. Wow. Okay. Like I said, I think, you know, we see a lot of division in the AHF, the AHFO, which is Andrade and Matt Hardy making their entities one whole faction. Um, There's been a lot of like, turmoil especially between private party and matt hardy so i think this loss is going to piss off matt hardy and he's going to show us what tag team wrestling is all about and why not bring back team extreme i say why not do it with your brother all right like so that. we're going to go into the next match now these matches once again they're no in particular order these are just you know they're going from what they think should start the show to obviously the main event the next match is the face of the revolution ladder match, and the participants are Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Christian Cage, or Ethan Page. We don't know yet. That is going to be decided on, um, I think it's going to be decided tomorrow, or if you're listening to this tomorrow, tonight on Rampage. Who got um, wins? I, it, there's a difference who I think should win and who I think is going to win. Who I think should win is Wardlow. I think Wardlow should win making a storyline with MJF, which is going to put MJF closer to the title picture. But I think you got to give it to Keith Lee. I don't think Keith Lee's going to do it. The only reason I'm saying that it's a ladder match. True. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Keith Lee's an athletic dude, but like it's a ladder match. I'm a, I think Wardlow's going to do it. Like, because of, like you said, it'll set up that MJF and Wardlow you know, segment finally. We'll finally get it going. Yeah, Let's talk especially about- especially if um well we'll get to the CM Punk and MJF match, but if it goes a certain way, which I'll do my prediction on, definitely definitely gets us going for uh MJF versus Wardlow. Yeah. That's uh this is um I don't know about this match still man. That's predicted matches. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. And let me tell you why I just don't. I just, I don't, I don't care for Eddie Kingston. I can't get behind the guy. I don't care for his charisma. He's fucking out of shape. He looks like my, he looks like me. He looks like a fat piece of shit that's out of, you know, out of shape. Fat piece of shit. Well, no, like, okay, let me phrase that then. Dude's stomach sticks out about four inches farther than his chest, okay? Okay. (laughs) 
Like he's out of shape and like, come on, bro. Try, try just a little bit. So that still being said, I still think he's going to win it though. I don't think Jericho is going to win this match because Jericho has nothing to prove with this match. Eddie Kingston has everything to prove with this match. And you can tell they're trying to get Eddie over as the baby face. So I, I see it going to him. I, I have it going the other way. I think Chris Jericho wins this match. And I think we get a heel Jericho because Santana and Ortiz interfere in this match and they turn on Eddie Kingston. Ooh. If you saw, yeah, if the you fist saw, bump. If you, exactly. If you saw closely on Wednesday... They were looking at him just like nodding yes, yes, and they just fist bump. And you know Santorini Ortiz, they will say whatever they want when they want. I think they turn on I think they turn on Eddie Kingston and we get a heel. We get another because Jericho he came in as a heel and then you know everything just started. It he had like an unintentional face turn. He can't Chris Jericho can't be a face. Chris Jericho's always been a heel, he's been a great heel. He, it's gotta, it's gotta be a heel faction or Santana Ortiz. Same thing. LAX, they have to be heels. That, that's just the way it is. Sammy Guevara, he's a face. He's not even part of the, mm-hmm. the faction anymore. Um, like I said, I think Chris Jericho wins this match based on Santana or Ortiz uh, interfering in this match. I think, I think that could make a hell of a storyline going forward. Um, the next match. This match, I think, is going to be brutal. I think this match is brutal with personal, and we all know how much I love brutal and personal when it comes to wrestling. We have the second dog collar match in AEW history, CM Punk versus MJF. If we, if anyone has saw this past Wednesday, uh, MJF hit CM Punk with the dynamite diamond ring, busted him up bad. And just laid into him, made this match way more personal than what it had already been. Um, booking, it's 50 50. You can really? either, you can, booking is 50 50 because I can give the win to MJF and continue his momentum, or CM Punk wins, we make it 1 1. So we have a rubber match where obviously I think MJF will win the rubber match. Um, I think uh, CM Punk does win the dog collar match, setting up a part three because there is going to be a part. This this rivalry is long storytelling, and it's got to culminate somewhere. Someone's got to go down one two, and someone's got to go up two one. And I still think longevity wise, it's going to be MJF. But Sunday, give me CM Punk in a very bloody match. See, I'm the opposite. I think MJF is going to take this one. I do. I really think MJF is just going to take it all. But really quick, side note. Like you said, this is the second dog collar match in this show. Or in this company's history already. Yes. Starting to believe that Tony Khan has like a BDSM kink. <laughs> because uh, why, you keep putting, why you keep putting people on leashes, bro? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Off that note, I uh, I think MJF is going to take it, man. It just it, that just catapults him. And like you said, he's done a he's done a take off to that main event title. I think at the end of this year. But why not start the year off strong by beating the shit out of Punk twice? You know, 
But that's how you started off strong. Also, because fuck Punk. That's why. I'm still I'm still salty about the fact that he left for years and years too, and then just trash wrestling, and then came back. So fuck him. I think he should have two really good losses back to back. But speaking of losses, this is the card. This is a match I don't know who I'm going to pick. Oh no, it's predicted match. Match. Match is uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. I don't think this is going to be a long match. I, I don't. I don't think it'll be very long. I think it'll be hard hitting. But that that's about as far as it goes, man. That being said, I, uh, I want Moxley to win. But I don't think he's going to. I think it's going to go to Danielson. Just for some reason, it makes more sense to me to give it to them. Or to give it to them. To give it to him. But I don't I don't know. I really don't. Who you got? This is this one ain't easy. No, it, it doesn't ain't mean easy at all. They're both really good. It ain't easy at all, but for my prediction where I did say that I think they should form the faction where they lead a few young wrestlers or they mentor at least one young wrestler or maybe two for the f- for the sake of that storyline, I think Brian Danielson wins this match. I like it. Does, I like I it. I guess it doesn't it doesn't require the good thing is it doesn't require Moxie to go heel. True. It doesn't require that. Even if he joins, even if he joins, you know, you're not gonna boo wild thing when it when the song hits like you, hell it's, no it's impossible hell even even brian danielson he he gets cheers when he comes out he's not even, i mean he's technically a heel but like you can't like, it's hard to boo him that's it is he had hard that's why he had to do what he had to do to christopher daniels at the end of that match he had to just you know pretend to shake his hand but then he started caving his face in <laughs> So the reason why it is, bro. He still he is still too over to be uh you know to be a heel. And it, with it's all you know, with all respect, you know, he's the one of the greatest of the one he's one of the greatest that we've seen in a while, like in terms of technical wrestling. So um give me give me good old Brian Danielson for the win. Um, the next match is the AEW TBS Championship. We have the undefeated Jade Cargill versus one of my favorites and an up and comer. And I think she's starting to like break through that ceiling of like she's going to be a, pr- a prominent role in the female division. Tycon. Well, I'm sorry. Um, no, I I'm I'm there. I don't. I really don't care for this match per se. Ooh, what happened? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't care for this match that much, to be honest with you. Really? I, I just. Mean, I don't like the champion. It's she's very um. She's she's a powerhouse. It is what it is. Like I, you know, she's undefeated for a reason. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it's gonna culminate in you know them. Someone who I think should be a little bit more higher up on the list is Ty Conti. It's going to send her back down a little bit. 
because she's already lost an AEW Women's Championship match. Now she's probably going to lose the TBS Championship match. It's like, what do you do with her from there? Yep. I think take. I hope take Conti wins. I'm going to pick her as my choice. But yeah, like, I, got, I, I, got. I get it. I get it with Jade. Like, I get why. Because like you said, it's the powerhouse, you know, persona. But like, at least add some talent into there, you know, <laughs> please. But let's move on to this match because I laughed my ass off, bro, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night. Next match is the uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. We have Jurassic Express, the champions, facing off against Red Dragon, which, of course, is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, versus the winners of the Casino Tag Team. I was so pissed off with that Bro, I left. The team of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Bro, they booked themselves to win. I hated that. It should have been... You know, you know who should have won that match, right? Hell, I didn't care. But Top Flight. Did... Top Flight should have won that fucking match. They should have. Dante Martin and his brother should have won that match. Uh, who, hey, who is the one who comes out rapping? Max Caster. God, he can stop that shit. He sucks. It's funny. Dear Christ. Anyways, um, <laughs> his stuff is funny. God, no, it's not. It's fucking horrible. It's cheesy. It's offbeat. God, he sucks. It's like, it's like me rapping. Um, Yo. Yes. Yo. Yo. Um. <laughs> so I uh. Can I, I really can think I, that the? Can I butt in for like two seconds? Go ahead. Why were all the prominent tag teams in AEW in this match versus the first one when Red Dragon won? Did you notice that? Yeah. First of and all, did, did the Young Bucks really have to book themselves to in that match to win against all the top tag teams, excluding the champions, Jurassic Express? I mean, for one, can we talk about the fact that we had two of these matches to get all of these tag teams involved? Like, that's crazy enough. But yeah, there was a lot of really prominent tag teams in that match last night. Uh, as far as this match Sunday, bro, I think Jurassic Express is still going to walk away the champions. I think there's going to be some tension between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, of course. You know, some type of I owe you, you owe me type of BS. They'll go at it. Jurassic Park will get the one, two, quick one, two, three somehow. And we'll call it a day. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, um, I agree. Honestly, uh, I, I picked Jurassic Express to win as well. Um, I only picked them because of, you know, the future of, um, oh, Jesus, excuse me, Jungle Boy, excuse me. Um, you don't want his first title reign to end so quickly, especially if he is billed as a future of this company. So, like I said, very simple match. Um, this match could be a lengthy one because it is three tag teams and and it could be constant action everywhere but i i don't know this match doesn't excite me too much only because i hated the way the the young bucks finished that match it just really ticked me off i was hoping top flight was going to win that um but it only makes sense for storyline purposes that you know you put the young bucks with red dragon in there yep they're gonna duke it out and that's probably gonna start a rivalry Bro, he waved bye-bye before super kicking him. I was like, damn. That's why I laughed so hard. Pain. Pain, pain, pain. All right. So we are going to jump right into the AEW 
Women's World Championship match. We have the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Thunder Rosa. Now, if anyone remembers, these these women had a classic unsanctioned match. Beat the shit out of each other. What happened? They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, no. And um, I think it's going to happen again. I think they're going to beat the shit out of each other again. And this is going to be my only title change of the evening. I think Thunder Rosa wins the AW Women's Championship. Long overdue. She's another one that I think has finally hit her stride. Talented, phenomenal performer. I love her work. Thunder Rosa, champion. I think she's going to be champion just because it's time for Britt Baker to give up the damn title. She's been the champion for quite some time now. That is true. So it made sense for her to finally be dethroned. And I think Thunder Rosa definitely does deserve it. So I don't know. Like, yeah, what do you do with Britt Baker then? You know? We'll see, though. But I, I'm with you. I think Thunder Rosa is going to win this match. It'll be hard hitting. Maybe we'll get some blood. Maybe. Who knows? I doubt it. I doubt it. But we never know. But speaking of, we'll get some blood. Oh, let's get to it. The main event of the t- of the evening will be Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Adam Cole, baby. Woo, here comes the bomb. First of all, how many run-ins will we see in this match? Numerous. This is already why it will piss me off. But, because <laughs> you're right. Dark Order. Dark Order, Red Dragon. Cody Rhodes and his new faction. Cody Rhodes and his new faction. Um, who do you have winning this? Um, I think Hangman Adam Page retains only because there's a storyline still building up with Adam Cole and Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. And I think a very soon returning Kenny Omega. Ooh, returning soon. Huh? Very soon. I think Kenny's going to be back by early summer. So you want to build that storyline. Um, Adam Cole is definitely going to be an AEW champion in the future. Oh, yeah. I, it's without a doubt. But I think Adam Hangman Page wins this match via disqualification. Because, like I said, my theory is I think Cody comes back with Ring of Honor alumni. And they just tear the house down. Hmm. I'm not going to put Adam Cole. I'm sorry. I don't know. There's a reason why his only loss doesn't count because it was an unsanctioned match. Dang, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like, part of me just wants it to be Adam Cole. Why? Just fuck it. It's why too not? Soon. Too soon. Oh, it's very too soon. But, like, part of me just wants people to. I want to see it because I want to see the Twitter after, you know, just people will be pissed. I mean, I love Adam. I love, uh, I love both Adams. Like, Adam Cole was my favorite on NXT and. Hangman Adam Page was my favorite guy when AEW first debuted. Fair. Okay. Just who is going to be the better Adam? We'll find out this Sunday at AEW Revolution. The one thing about AEW Revolution is that they, or not actually in Revolution, AEW pay-per-views, they really do surprise me. They they really bring like a good shock factor. So I do like their pay per view setup. Uh, like especially you know the night that Daniel Brian Danielson and Adam Cole debuted at the end. Like that was pretty sweet. If they would just shut the fuck up and stop talking about WWE, 
I swear to God, I would love it so much more. <laughs> Shane's not here. Oh, oh, we're not even gonna get into it, bro. Oh, that was just like I was like, you could have, you could have been, you could have made a cool iconic moment by yourself, but nope, you just wanted to talk about WWE. Fuck yeah, I hate it. Um, anything else happened this week, man? Kane Velasquez is going to jail. Um, <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the way. If those charges are true about the guy who did, um, we're not going to speak what that guy did to a child. Oh, he deserved it. Oh my God, yes. Oh, I'm not saying Kane. I'm going to buy. Wrong. I'm going to. I'm going to buy a free Kane T-shirt. I'll get behind that. I'll, I'll hashtag that shit all over the place. Damn straight. Do what you had um, to do. Anything else exciting? No, like I said, you know these. The rest, the road to WrestleMania cools off like these next like two weeks. It picks up the last two. Last three weeks, we're like, oh, okay, okay, here we go. Stories are starting to build. We got an edge heel turn, which I was really excited about. So, like like I said, he was always always a great bad guy. So, like, the fact that we got an edge heel turn, that was pretty awesome. Uh, But other than that, I I will honestly say, man, AEW this week really, to me, stole the show for the week only because, you know. It was the announcement. Exactly. They bought bought Ring of Honor. But give it time. Now they need to get a streaming deal with one of these platforms because I, I'm i not going to, you know, I, I don't buy pay-per-views. Unless yeah, no. I'm, unless I'm with a group of people and we're going like four or five ways on the cost. Yeah, sure. I don't buy pay-per-views. I don't buy, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like buying them. I'd rather just see the replay on YouTube. You're damn or right, a re- bro. Or, or, a re- or a recap. Okay, well, luckily we have magical websites that'll stream these things for free. Exactly. But uh, Scotty, go ahead and drop them socials, pal. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you very much again for listening to this week's episode of Right on Squared Circle. If you want to give us a follow on that uh, Instagram and that Twitter, the uh, handle is right on SQC. That is right on SQC. Right is spelled with a W in front of it. Go share that. Uh, Go give that Instagram a little bit of love if you don't mind for us, guys. You know, we're trying to build it up some. Give us some love. Give us some feedback. Tell me I suck at it. You know, give me something. But up until then, y'all, we will catch y'all here next week. We will recap what happens at AEW Revolution. We will see what comes from uh, this Vince McMahon interview. You know, maybe we'll maybe some people will start speaking on some cool stories since Vince kind of talked about some. And, uh, other than that, y'all, Dan, any last parting words? Yeah. Um, on t- on uh, TikTok, right on SQC, I just uploaded the TBT, the long overdue TBT. It is Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. It was broken up into four parts, I believe, or if I remember correctly. Please, you know, go check it out. Show us some love. Uh, I will be getting back on the grind of, re- of posting uh, classic matches. Uh, I have yet to decide what the next one is going to be, but I promise you it'll be a good one. Yes, sir. It will. Yes, sir. It will. Go check out our TikTok page, y'all. Right. Same thing. Right on network. Right on SQC. But until then, I was going to give Dan the honor of doing this, but I see that he has slipped his mind. We have talked about a lot today, but next week, y'all, we will have the very honor and the pleasure of getting to talk to the one and only James Ellsworth.
We will sit down and we will interview James Ellsworth. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but y'all, it's going to be a pleasure to talk to him, being a former WWE superstar, traveling all over, of course, the United States and beyond for independent wrestling now. It's going to be cool to be able to pick out his brain, get to hear some stories, maybe learn some cool things, you know, that he's been able to do since, you know, getting that popularity boost from WWE. Yeah, no, super excited for James Ellsworth to come on. Um, can't wait to just, you know, talk about his experience in WWE. It's our first, he's our first former WWE superstar on the show. And like I said, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about James Ellsworth. So I am very, very excited for next week. But until then, people, adios. Bye-bye, y'all.